done one of these zoom ones in a while and i did one last week and i completely forgot how to do like the setup because i have to like loop it into like GarageBand to record your audio and i completely forgot how that i have to like monitor that sound so i was like why can't i hear anything oh well that i mean dude (laughs) (laughs) that was a pain in the ass so i set it up this mic which is really nice didn't work so (laughs) And then the computer was off and then wouldn't turn on. It was nightmare, man. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so you're pretty you're probably pretty familiar with how this works. Uh it's usually about an hour, a little bit more, or around there. Um uh, I'll do like a whole little intro thing, uh do the outro thing at some point, and then after that probably just stay on the line. because uh, I'll probably have like two behind the scenes questions. Um okay to figure stuff out but yeah on that uh yeah just drink some beer and talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> just basically i got i got pbrs on deck i'm ready to go I got one beer tonight <laughs> <laughs> i did buy a 12 pack it didn't make it <laughs> story of my life gotta go with that 30 pack <laughs> Yeah, don't range, you get, can't, can't you guys get like hams down there for like five dollars for a thirty rack or some shit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I get sixteen ninety nine for a thirty. Oh yeah, you do the beer cracking on the show. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. You want me to mute myself? Oh wait, we starting? <laughs> yeah, might as well. All right. Cheers. <laughs> nice refreshing drink in before you yeah. start yeah, uh, of course what is up everyone michael back with another zoom episode it's another episode where i'm not just talking by myself for 30 minutes and i know i just feel like everyone hates those episodes but uh this one went with another old homie uh i have the one and only joe bryant on today how's it going joe it's going all right man how about you good i feel like i'm losing my voice i don't know why um for those of you that don't know joe is a 
singer-songwriter from like St. Louis, Columbia. St. Louis area, yeah. Okay. St. Charles. Um, and not only does he do that, he does – he gave me – like I didn't even have to look up anything. He gave me like a literally a whole list of stuff that we get to talk about today. And it's more than I even realized was going on. So – you know, COVID this should, this 90s, be man, you gotta stay busy. <laughs> yeah, fucking, you're doing better than than I am. That's for sure. Um, so I met, I met you because the world collided between West Clark Records and Exit Emergency. Uh, yep. For those of you that don't know, when Exit Emergency was probably in their like sophomore year, they signed to West Clark. Um, yeah, something which, like that. Which Joe ran with another good friend, um, Rob. Um, so I guess we, we might as well just start right right at the beginning with Wes Clark and all that stuff. All right. Um, what do you want to know about Wes Clark? Or just well, like how, 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 did, how or? did you get into like doing or wanting to do like a label? Oh, um, well, like back in 2007 or 8, I guess everyone was running like a t-shirt line. And my friend Joe Nolton, I actually started it. And uh, it was in his basement. He was like, I'm going to start a clothing line. I was like, fuck it. I'm starting a record label. I'm just going to make cassette tapes for our friends. And really, we only had like two grindcore bands, but it was still pretty tight. And then uh, that went on hiatus till about 2012-ish. Uh, and I think that's when I met you all and Rob. And we got it going. And we did uh, Blackout Summer was the first artist along with myself and The All Right. And then we picked up Exit and a bunch of other cool bands from back then. Yeah, uh, the the bands that were on the lineup, like on the tour roster or whatever, like were always sick. Because I remember Rob and I did, back when I was doing like Iowa Alliance, Rob and I did like the Defund This, like Defund Split. This. That Split is one of the best compilation splits I've ever put together. <laughs> and I do at least two a year, so. <laughs> that was like the closest I got to like feeling like a label. Cause like, I just was reaching out to like all our friends that were in bands. that was like, Hey, do you want to be on this? Do you want to be on this? Dude, people don't realize how hard it is to actually get bands to commit to being on a compilation. I do. Like I said, I do like one or two a year and it is just like, okay, I got to find 14 bands to fill out this compilation <laughs> and be like, it's for free. I'll hand you stats. I'm not going to put it up anywhere. It's just gonna be on our site and just like cross promote, which, you know, sounds like a good idea in theory, but yeah. bands are like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always a good time though. Uh, and then Wes Clark kind of went away and then was it, it was beginning of this year, right? Or was it late last year that the revival kind of came around? Yeah, we started to revive it. Um, we're currently, not doing anything because of the COVID times. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm still running on Fine Things as well, which is like the label without or with just me <laughs> running it. And Emil it helps out with it too. Um, and that's just more of like, a, I don't even know how to explain. I'm Fine Things. It's just whatever. I, it's like the bands that I won't put on West Clark, but that sounds even worse. <laughs> it's like a anything goes kind of label i guess okay so like what you're saying is more like west clark has this one sort of like niche that is going for whereas i find like we'll kind of just broaden the horizon with everything and allow it to be on there type deal well yeah and then west clark obviously will work with anyone um just i'm fine things is more of like uh 
I guess a personal venture where it's like, okay, I really like this. Um, I'm going to make tapes for you and promote you on through this category. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's weird running two labels cause you know, you got to balance it and then be like, okay, well this belongs on this roster and this belongs on this roster kind of thing. Yeah. Is it easy <laughs> for you to like kind of figure out like when you listen to a band, you're like, oh, I want them on this label rather than like the other one yeah yeah for sure um considering like when i'm fine things was around we had bands like rumors uh from the archives more diy punk and uh we had pity sweater who's like a diy screamo band so it was more of the diy vibe comes from i'm fine thanks now and then west clark will be the more still diy but you know the more um well-recorded well-rounded musicians that yeah, have okay. better audio quality and things like that no yeah yeah that makes sense uh well that's awesome that you're able to still kind of venture like two different ways and still like help everyone out as much as you can well, i mean that's what we're all here for right we gotta <laughs> right. help each other out or <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we all sync <laughs> it's all um, about that network <laughs> yeah networking networking is key people come on you millions of listeners Back in 2013, you and I had like a four-hour conversation about networking, and then ended up at Waffle House or something like that. Wait, did we? Columbia, I think so. Was that one of the the pop pop was... shows? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't remember any of those nights. Can... No one does. <laughs> well, on the last episode, I had TJ Will on. I don't remember if you remember Square States that came through with us one one weekend. Yeah. I still have like 50 other stickers <laughs> in a box. I've been putting them on my merch table since then. So, <laughs> uh, but he was talking about like one of the stories of me last time, and I was like, "Oh God!" Like Missouri wins every time I go there. I just I, I can't handle it. <laughs> we, uh, the group in Columbia, um, we're they're kind of hard to top. Not to be egotistical, but yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to top how hard do we go at Pap Pap's. <laughs> All I remember was Witch's Brew, and then I'm pretty sure that's what screwed it up. I shouldn't have, yep. I shouldn't have touched the Witch's Brew. Or did Pap-Pap give you some of that moonshine? <laughs> I don't think I got any. <laughs> I did Pap-Pap? start drinking at, like, one when we crossed the border. We didn't play until, like, nine. So. Oh, yeah. That's that's how it always goes, too. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, I got to do stuff. Thankfully, the I didn't one... have to do anything. I just had to, like, stand there and be like, do you want a shirt? <laughs> do you want a there sticker? This. There's this. <laughs> Prices right here. Yeah, just just put it in the jar. Honor system. <laughs> I did that at a uh, CVDIY fest. Uh, I was I had been up for like twenty three hours. I'd just gotten back from tour, and we came up there to do uh, the Cedar Valley DIY festival at some boathouse or whatever. And I was like half asleep, so I wrote on the sign, "Here's how much everything is. Please pay what it is. I'm napping." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like leaned up against the wall in the merch booth, like half asleep. Jeez. We were also the only booth that sold beer. Really? Like under the table sold beer, so it wasn't advertised. So we were like, hey, we got PBRs, they're like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we did that for like three festivals that year, and then we finally got caught. And they were like, you can't do that. <laughs> right. We don't have a liquor license. We can't yeah. do that. <laughs> But yeah, fun times. Uh, when you're all, so when you're not doing label stuff, you're also this accomplished solo artist. 
that. I, so if you go to his, if you go to that's Joe's the nicest Bandcamp, thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> if you go to Joe's Bandcamp, uh, you're not going to just see like how some artists will just kind of put out a couple things here and there. Like you dig hard. I feel like uh, you have. I don't know, at least like sixteen releases up on your Bandcamp. I think. I have no idea. Hold on, that's I still have it up. I know I only have three albums at the moment. <laughs> the rest are EPs or singles or um, compilations and demos. Yeah, so including all that, there's 18 releases on your Bandcamp, which it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, so what got you into doing, like, starting out your music journey and career? Oh, boy. You're going to make me feel old. <laughs> I guess at like 13, I recorded my first solo EP, I guess. Um, it was really bad. <laughs> and um, after that, I kind of joined some pop punk bands around here. You know, middle school pop punk. Um, not nearly as like good as Exit Emergency was or some of these kids are that I'm hearing today. Just like, okay, well, the internet changed fucking things. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, I jumped into a couple hardcore punk bands around here, got really into the hardcore punk scene, uh, started a couple grindcore bands in high school, and then those kind of faltered off, and then I started this uh, like indie folk project with my guitarist from my grindcore band, and it was more just like an emo whiny thing. <laughs> and then after about a year or two of that, I broke away and did solo stuff, and here we are about 10 years later. So <laughs> um, I just always really liked to make art and to just kind of always have that outlet for creativity. Um, as you can tell by that list, I just have like all these outlets. But just <laughs> yeah. I just want to create. I don't do it for any other purpose other than to create. Um, I guess my main goal when I started music was to tour and just kind of like not make money, but to go see the world, to go see the country and like meet people from everywhere and just you know i just like people even though i'm an introvert i really like people <laughs> so i kind of accomplished that goal with music and then um i had to step away from touring which when i got married it kind of did because i needed to take a step back and just kind of like be like okay well this isn't i don't want to grind the road i want to make i want to create i want to just keep making things you know what i mean so yeah it's kind of where i am now And then along that journey, you all, you haven't, you've ventured into, you've done other bands since then, uh, like yeah. Tiny Cactus is a thing, uh, might be coming thing. back from what you've said, or what might I've seen, be. might be, <laughs> who knows. Um, it's fabled, we don't know what happens <laughs> with it, it just happens, if it produces, it produces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Pat Pat Fulotis uses Garage. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, of course, there was Farrington, which was uh, Rob Kaltenbach, uh, Mike, and I. And uh, that's really when, like, the solo stuff started was uh, we did that. We did, like, two-song demo, and then Mike joined Blackout. And then Rob and I were doing Wes Clark, and then Rob joined Blackout, and then Farrington died. And then one day they just, like, picked me up from my house in Winsville. And I think, you no, you guys weren't on that show. That was the all right. Um, and Mike's just like, hey, bring your guitar. Okay, this is like right around the time Mike and I started hanging out. Mike Klein's my best friend, just for people that are listening. 
he's a great guy but he just like hey bring your guitar i was like okay i just figured they probably needed it for like a song or something and then he goes hey uh this is like six beers into being at pap paps and he's like hey you're gonna play a set <laughs> and i was like i don't have a set like i hadn't done a solo set since uh like the eighth grade talent show <laughs> and i was like 22 at the time so it was pretty funny just to like well i guess i'm playing and then I had like a notebook and no shoes on and I was just like flipping through a notebook, reading lyrics and playing at the same time, trying to get through it. And that's kind of how the whole like prolificness of the solo career came from with like the 18 releases since then and stuff like that. Uh, and then earlier this year, way early this year, like pre-corona this year, uh, yeah. you released your new full length. Your latest full length. Yes. Uh, Devil in Blue. Devil in Blue, which I've had the chance to listen to through it a few times. It's very enjoyable. Uh, it's definitely something good to just like put on and just like kind of mellow out with. And it yeah, works yeah. really well. Um, is there any, is there anything that you want to, for people that are listening, like if there's something on Devil in Blue that it's like, if you want to understand who I am to a fault, like listen to this exact song. Oof. Um, it's kind of hard to do that with a look at track list. Cause I'm working <laughs> on another album currently. Um, Devil in blue. I was the first album I've released since I think 2013 was it 2013. That I released two albums in one year. <laughs> it, I think 2013, I released four releases within like four months of each other. Wow. Um, I did the first album, the second album, and a split with Hands Never Sleep. It was ridiculous. Do not start playing music. <laughs> Sorry. It's sad that I have to look up my own stuff to be like, what songs are on that? Um, I guess Devil in Blue. Oh, man, these are all good ones. Um, one's a cover of uh, Johnny from uh, Blackout Summer. It's one of his solo songs, the Drunk Dial song. Okay, I was wondering why it said thanks, Johnny, on it. Okay, that, that like, answers never, that question. He never released it officially, and then I've always loved it since, like, he's had that since before we were friends. And I was like, Johnny, let me do Drunk Dial song. And he was like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, two weeks later, I was like, what are the chords? <laughs> and he's like, you asked to cover it, but you don't know the chords? No. <laughs> um, But anyways, to answer your question, I would say... God, this is hard. Probably Headspace. Either Headspace or Turkish Royal Army, which is the first out song on the album and the second to last one. Um, if you want to get to understand me as an artist, uh, Narrow Stairs, that was about Tiny Cactus and like towards the end of our breakup. It's actually a Tiny Cactus song that we never recorded, and I put <laughs> it together and do an acoustic version. And yeah, it was just kind of like a love soliloquy to... Uh, tiny cactus <laughs> okay yeah uh turkish royal army that's probably i don't know if it's just because it's the first song or it's it's something i relate to pretty well but it's probably like my favorite song off that that full length it's heavy yeah it's real heavy i'm kind of pulling on some old stuff there and it got heavy <laughs> <laughs> like emotionally heavy for people who don't know my music it's like <laughs> There was Slow. a sick breakdown in the middle of it. That heavy, man. No, yeah, uh, yeah. no, heartstring heavy, and it's it's something that 
um, was relatable in my past. So I, it was it was re- really good to hear. Yeah, all the reviews I've gotten on that song in particular have been like, "You made me cry." Now I'm missing my dead friends, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, that might have been too heavy to open that album, <laughs> considering Devil on Blue is a little bit more upbeat. But I think it sets the tempo and like the mood for that album because that yeah. is, if you've listened to my other stuff, that is more mature and more put together than like, let's say, my first album, which is, I guess, I'll go home, which is just straight folk punk. So growing in time, I guess. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, Growing in Time is, and you mentioned you're working on another uh, release here pretty soon, or like at the same time. It'll uh, probably be around next year. Is that one going to be just like another another like EP, or is it going to be another full length, or what are you feeling? It's going to be a full length. Um, It's one that I've been working on. Um, Like like, uh, Devil in Blue is a complete accident. Um, I have this theory that every time I buy a guitar, I will write a full album with that guitar just like that week. And that's what happened with that. Um, A couple of those are old, obviously, in the cover of Johnny. And then if you listen to the Bandcamp version, you get me playing Ethan's song from the movie Slackers (laughs) in there as well. But um, yeah, the new one's going to be hopefully full band for the first time. I keep saying that, and that's why this album's been put off. I've been working on this one for, oh, shit, like eight, nine years. Damn. Um, it's all the heavy songs from sets. It's all the it's all the songs that, like, I've grown to love over time. Um, but, like, I don't want to release them until they're finished, if that yeah. makes sense. No, yeah, that makes full sense. And then, I mean... I mean, especially since you're wanting to do it like a full, full band style, like they got to be perfect. Yeah, I got to be ready for it. And I've got a few people that are going to help me out with it and stuff like that. So hopefully next year around this time, it'll be out. That's awesome. I can't wait. That's my goal at least. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be fun. If it's not out by this time next year, I wouldn't be like, yo, man, what's up? Well, where's it at? (laughs) That's what uh, some people have been saying since 2016, but you know. (laughs) life happens <laughs> right oh man but yeah there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah sorry there'll be like little moments like when oh, i'm trying good. to think of stuff so you're good i did just have a baby <laughs> yeah i was gonna mention that uh congratulations on that oh yeah <laughs> It's an it's an adi- he's great, but it's like an additional thing that uh, you know, <laughs> comes up, and then I I send people like you a list of stuff I'm working on, and they're like, and you just had a baby, <laughs> <laughs> yep, COVID times, <laughs> gotta stay sane somehow, right? Rob always, Rob always had this uh belief that you needed um three things at all times. I have this belief you have to have ten things going at one time. Plus your actual life that's outside of those 10 things. Um, it's a little bit more scatterbrained. But, you know, it works if you can balance it, kind of. Yeah. If you can <laughs> do it and not, like, overwhelm yourself, like, m- more props to you. No, yeah. And it's just, you know, you got to just relax and just do what you love to do. I think that's one thing that, like, works really well with with you trying to multitask all this stuff is that you generally, like – 
care and like love to do it so it's not it doesn't feel like extra work probably sometimes it probably just feels like oh, I'm, oh no yeah <laughs> i'm just working on this thing yeah today i'm working on this uh for example with the movie stuff it's like okay i got this planned out for next year because i don't feel like wearing a mask and then making everyone else wear a mask while we make these full movies <laughs> and stuff like that yeah speaking of i guess we can jump right into the movie thing uh yeah <laughs> since it's on my list here and we segued so perfectly into it, honestly, like you should hire you to do my segues. Um, so you have I was a film company. My own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a film company as well. Yes. Uh, I don't want to butcher the name, so I'll have you say the name. It's Esther ninth. Okay. Uh, films. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I do productions or films. I think I did films. I just kind of put a name on it because I started. Uh, Steven and I made a short film called. Uh, what is it called? Drawing the Devil. <laughs> and uh, I submitted it into some, some festivals. And then I was like, I can't release this under I'm Fine Thanks. Because <laughs> that's what I originally like was going to do. And I was like, no, this ain't right. So I just came up with the. Is there, there was this really creepy house I lived in in Wood River, Illinois. Uh, my wife and I, it was our first house together. The basement was so terrifying that it's going to stick in my memory forever. So, like, that was the name. Then I was like, all right, Esther Ninth, you know, and that's where that name comes from. But anyways, I was, we were making that, and then I was like, okay, I guess I have to do this. And apparently I'm a finalist in a festival. Um, we'll find out if I win on the 8th of next month. Um, Rob Zombie's hosting the festival, which is kind of tight. That's, that's fucking awesome. And it's for that one that you guys submitted that you did with yeah. Steven? Yeah, That's it was all awesome. by accident, too, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in Steven's movie, uh, Pigman, as one of his characters. And uh, then I went down there, or went down to Fulton to go hang out with him. And then uh, we went up to the bar up there, social distanced everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> these places are in the middle of nowhere, and they really don't care about the laws. We do. We sat outside. <laughs> Anyways, God, I killed myself with that one. I had a blow. <laughs> but we were sitting there, and then he was like, why don't we do a short? And I was like, I kind of have this idea of a guy in a room that goes insane. We just kind of ran with it, and that's kind of how that came about was just that. And then he was like, just enter into all these little, like, festivals for shorts and see what happens. But little did I know, I'd actually end up getting, like, a finalist position on one and being like, hey, Steven, what the hell is Shockfest? And he's like, it's a festival. Um, <laughs> apparently Rob Zombie's hosting it um, for their last thing in Los Angeles. So hopefully you make it that far. <laughs> that, dude, that'd be awesome. So, like, if you, like, make it, does that mean you guys have to, like, go out to it and, like, get all fancied up and go on stage and possibly, we, you know? We can, but... If, um, if times were normal, if times were normal, if times were normal, I would fly out there. Um, I know they're doing it as a live event. I'm not going to attend just because I don't feel like I should, Yeah. <laughs> you know, do your, do your best to not cause the spread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's right. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I would be out there, but I'll just do like this and say, hi, everybody. <laughs> this is weird. Cause being a musician and then just suddenly like okay well i guess i just won a fucking film festival um oops <laughs> and then you have all these like filmmakers that are like we've been doing this for so many fucking years and we haven't won shit no yeah and you're just like oops <laughs> <laughs> hi everybody 
Oh, man. And then, I mean, we're going to tie this all in together. So, Emil, who's another good mutual friend of ours, uh, which I I should probably just get him on an episode. But he you should. helps you out with I'm Fine Thanks. And then he's also a filmmaker. So, does he, like, help you guys out at all with, like, any of your, like, mini stuff? No. Um, not that I don't think that he would. He just. Not that I don't think he would, but I know he doesn't have time. Yeah. And also, like, Emil's pretty damn busy. Um, but I didn't know if, like, he gave you, like, his, like tips or anything with... No, Steven's been doing... Steven Reistek from Tiny Cactus Blackout Summer has been doing Janice.Click forever now. And uh, that's kind of... <laughs> him and I kind of are doing it together with his stuff and my stuff. And then our friend Eric also runs uh beyond weird incorporated which is another film thing so we're just kind of like i was gonna ask you to pass me one but you're so far away <laughs> yeah hold on just here you go man <laughs> wouldn't that be neat like that uh willy wonka where he like just reaches in and grabs it <laughs> <laughs> but now uh like all three of us have just been making films and we're gonna start making stuff together speaking of steven you just texted me <laughs> Sorry, I know this is totally unprofessional. <laughs> There's nothing professional about th- this this show at all, so you're <laughs> he fine. Said, uh, he said just tease Tiny Cactus or hint at it. So, tease and hint. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little late. <laughs> we'll splice it in, it's fine. Yeah, it's alright. It works. I mean... That's 80% of life is just kind of getting through it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen... Okay, uh, listeners won't, won't give a shit about this part, but uh, I haven't seen, like, any of the dudes from Blackout Summer in, like, so fucking long. Uh, I think the last time... For sure, probably Steven was the last person I saw because Thomas, Brian, and I followed Seaway, uh, Stick Up Kid, Candy Hearts, and Forever Came Calling... On one of their runs and like on our way back we like I'm pretty sure it was that weekend, but we like stopped in in down by like where Steven lives and just went and had a beer at a bar and stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I miss all those dudes. They were like Blackout Summer was the first band that uh Iowa Lions Productions ever like fully like booked as a like tour band coming through, so it was it was tight. A US bank basement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. hey, you guys just saw me like a year ago. What am I, chop liver? <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm not blackout. <laughs> I was an honorary member of Blackout Summer. Um, anytime Johnny would need someone to help scream or do second vocals, <laughs> I just remember there was, was one show at Fubar. I don't know if it was with you guys. I think it was might have been with the Hotelier, and uh, or the Hotelier. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was sitting at their merch booth and Johnny just goes, Joe, where's Joe? <laughs> and I'm like, sitting in the merch booth and someone goes, hey, I think he's trying to call you. I look over and Johnson, Johnny's like, come here, come here. And I'm like, I get up there like, what's wrong? He's like, dude, you have to do the vocals for hot shit. And I'm like, I don't know the words. He's like, okay, I'll carry the singing parts, just scream when I stop singing. Okay probably one of the weirdest experiences of my life it's just like johnny what's wrong <laughs> he blew his voice out <laughs> <And> <laughs> so that's kind of why i was an honorary member of blackout it's just because 
I could help out. And I did a lot of their guest vocals on stuff. Still do on his solo stuff, Flittervoken. Well, I guess he's done with Flittervoken. He's doing Fleeting Weeks now. Okay. All my friends are so creative. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's nice to have, though, because, like, otherwise you just kind of you get stagnant by association almost. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's nice to have, like, a creative community to be around all the time and not people who are, like, trying to social climb with it, really, but they're, like, just creating to create. Like, for example, Steven Reistick and uh, Janice Dot Click and Circle Sounds, and he's got this new, like, weird electronic project he's working on as well, and it's just, like, creating to for the sake to create. And that's honestly what I like to do is just create. Like, <laughs> if I were signed to a major label or a label of any sort that wasn't my own, <laughs> it would be weird. Because, like, I like to create just for the sake to create. I'm not creating to make money off of it or to – I mean, I like to make enough to where I could just do creative stuff. But, you know, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like I was saying, like a good creative community – to surround yourself with is great with what like for example like mike klein's a uh tattoo artist and being around him is cool because he still has some music stuff too and it's just like okay well there's a creative outlet there and everyone's over here doing this and johnny's out here doing his thing and you know it's just nice to have a creative circle to be in i guess it inspires you and keeps you moving forward and progressing Yeah, no, I, I totally feel that, like, uh, so I, I live in Minneapolis now, and, like, everyone I hang oh, out shit. with is, like, been doing music for a while, and they're all, like, doing all these, well, I mean, like, their main band is no longer, but they're all still, like, trying other things, like, kind of figuring out what path they want to go on, so, like, I always hear, like, my roommates, like, doing something on a guitar, or, like, trying to do synth work, or something, and it just, like, wants me to get back into everything, and kind of, like, do more, which, granted, yeah. I never played an instrument to begin with, so, like, this is my <laughs> outlet to do this. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, which is a perfectly fine outlet, you know? Um, yeah. We all got our own little niche in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I always said, like, so, like, I got out of the, the music industry with booking and stuff, and then I always said this was my way to get back in and reconnect with all my friends that I hadn't seen in so long. And, like, just meet a bunch of new people that are just killing it in, in scenes everywhere now. So. Yeah, yeah. And there's plenty out there. The scenes are, well, pre-COVID time they were alive and well. I mean, our stages are dying. But yeah. we, need to get the, we need to save those somehow. You hearing us politicians? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. Sad, man. Because I used to book and do sound at um, a club here in, or down, down in the city. On the way out club and it sucks like not being able to go run sound or book a show or just you know go hang out with bob because what else do i have to do tonight <laughs> that kind of stuff right um and then seeing the other venues i think we've had like two or three venues and a couple of bars shut down because they just can't afford to stay open yeah so i haven't heard too much about like stuff up here uh Granted, I don't know a lot of the spots up here, but, like, I know for sure in Iowa City, um, 
one one bar for sure is shut down, and then one music venue in Des Moines is shut down because of everything. Didn't Gabe's shut down, or weren't they talking about shutting down? So, from my understanding, they have not shut down. They've been doing, like, selling shirts, and they have a GoFundMe going to just keep them steady and still going. Um, since So, Iowa was one of those amazing states and I say that with massive quotation marks, just amazing states uh, that never <laughs> shut down. So they were here, here, kind I'm of able Missouri. to still like do like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were able to still kind of do like backyard. So like they have that huge patio area in the back where they could like do social distance, like drinks and stuff. And then I yeah. think one other bar in town like fucked everything up. So then they had to stop doing that. So now it's like, they're just striving to like keep it going you know here in missouri or <laughs> at least in st louis COVID doesn't spread after 10 p.m so <laughs> or only spreads after 10 p.m i said that backwards <laughs> I mean, that's our laws right now is you can go to the bar but you gotta go home at 10 p.m and then like where i live st charles it's like the wild west compared to that they're just like nah, stay open until last call why not not saying I don't go to the bar still. I do, but I sit outside and, you know, social distance, but because otherwise I'd go insane. <laughs> yeah. But, and I want to keep Old Mill Stream open. I named one of my EPs after them. I'm waiting for Bo Diamond and I have a vinyl that's been in production for over a year. Fuck those guys. I forgot who we did it through. I'd just like be like, don't work with them. <laughs> Well, like, they're like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. They're just making excuses at this point. It's just like, okay, but both the EPs that are on this split vinyl have been out for over a year now. <laughs> the sellability is going down. But I'm right. just going to get my hands on it. Like, the main reason why I want to get my hands on it, one, to see my, like, EP on actual vinyl. <laughs> and to uh, take it up there and be like, hey, I named an EP after you. Because <laughs> you know, like, here you go. Because <laughs> I'm like a quiet customer. I don't like, you know, mingle with like the staff that much and then just be like, hey, I need an EP after this place. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. So I kind of go out there and get a drink every once in a while just to, you know, try to support local yeah. business. Same with the vegan butcher up the, yeah, the, I mean, that's... the road from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do in these times is like find like the smaller businesses and not necessarily go in there full force and like eat and drink in there if you don't want to. But like just uh, go pick something up, take it home or like at least do some sort of business. Yeah, like give them something, you know, like um, like, for example, if your bar has a patio and you guys can stay social distanced and they're not being like, all right, fuck the whole guideline of and just like pack their tables out. By all means, just go do go get a beer and hang out with like friends, you know, like sit across the table from each other, stay distanced. But yeah. <laughs> can't emphasize that enough. Stay distanced, people. Wear your mask. <laughs> um, but yeah, get out there, support local business. Um, if your venues or your local music places ha- need donations to stay open, please donate to them because they definitely need it. I know I'm talking more to the listener now, but like they definitely need it at, in this time. And so do bands and artists um, help out as much as you can because 
people are hurting in the entertainment industry, like 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'll get off my soapbox Like 100%. Now. Um, like, like un- un- unfortunately, I don't know if anyone else saw it the other day. I'm sure a lot of people saw it. Chain Reaction in, in, in California. Uh, they're, they're like, just about to close down. I know some bands are still trying to help them get some funds in, but that's, like, one of the biggest, like, punk venues in the country. And oh, it's about yeah. to shut down. Yeah, and, like... Like there's a lot of venues like that. Um, I was surprised to see Troubadours doing live streams from the Troubadour to try to keep their doors open. It's like, okay, what'd you do with all that money over the years? Like, it, you should still be open. Especially <laughs> <laughs> like a Troubadour. Like everyone knows the fucking Troubadour. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if it's getting to that level, like, help your local venues out. Um, I mean, if they got GoFundMe's and stuff like that open, definitely donate to them. Give us, you don't have to give. A, hundreds of dollars just give like a dollar or two and hopefully enough of us can get together and keep these places open because personally i'd like to be able to tour no i'm just kidding um, but it'd be it'll kill the whole diy industry and kill the entire music industry that's not playing massive like amphitheaters or arenas they'll die out because they don't have anywhere to go other than Hopefully the basement show comes back because that would be sick. If the basement show just like at the end of this is just like the biggest thing ever, be great. But let's keep our venues open too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see once, once in, in a perfect world that they got coronavirus handled and everyone does what they're supposed to, to see like what the music industry would actually be like. Um, to see how many bands are gonna make it through this. Uh, and just to see where people are going to be playing. It, it probably will be a lot of just basement shows. DIY might make the revival after all of this. I mean, DIY has always been strong, you know what I mean? So as long as you've got the right yeah. network and the right connections, DIY is always strong. Um, we're all here to help each other, you know? I've helped so many bands from different areas just come through, be like, all right, I got the Way Out Club or I got this guy's basement in North County, you know? Like, let's just fucking make it happen. And... We always do, and it's always a good time. Um, I'd like to get back into booking. I don't know how you did that. Like, I did maybe one or two shows a month, and it was like, this is too much. But you were doing it like what every uh, so the every show in Iowa, basically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was more like just our little subsect, like our little southeast Iowa. But like, truly, the only reason that any of that ever worked was like i'll admit this till the day i die uh you need to find yourself a thomas allen uh just one of those people that just will like fucking just take the reins and just (laughs) go with it yeah like yeah i did some of it and like i would especially when we moved to the quad cities i would go run the shows in iowa city but 100 percent of everything pretty much ran through thomas before like it got to me or i'd be like i don't know what to fucking do here like here deal with this like that dude is, is so the man and that's why he will always be one of the best people ever so oh yeah thomas is a great human being and so actually honestly like the exit emergency guys considering how long it's been or at least thomas and brian and you of course it's cool to still have those friendships here like almost 10 years later we all are still friends we all still talk um brian and i played tony hawk together occasionally we talk wrestling all the time, but uh, it's just really cool to still have those connections, you know, and I, that's kind of humbling, I guess, to be like, 
okay, well, I did this thing, and I've made these, like, lifelong friends because of some weird thing that I got into, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Well, like, so, like, bouncing off of that, like, so I was friends with Thomas and Brian in high school with all the original exit members in high school. And then when they were like, hey, do you want to come out with us? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, yeah, I have you and the whole Blackout Summer crew as friends. Uh, I have people in, like, North Carolina, Colorado, just, like, people everywhere that I know that, like, if I was ever, like, driving through the area, it'd be like, hey, man, like, I'm going to be in your area. Like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, come crash on the couch or, like, we'll get drunk or whatever. But, like, those strong friendships out of, like, all the places you go, like, it's the strong ones that really make it all worth it. No, yeah, like I've got, like, like what you were just saying, like New Jersey, New York, um, Nashville, basically anywhere northeast of here, if you want to look at a map. <laughs> but I can roll through a town and be like, hey, hey, man, I'm in town. Like, you want to hang out? And they're usually like, yeah, let's go grab a beer at such and such. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, be like, hey, I'm going to be, uh, there was one trip where we just drove out to Jersey johnny and i and i was like hit up my friend matt and i'm like hey dude we're on our way out can you set up a show just because we wanted to play a show and within like 72 hours we had a show in new jersey <laughs> and <that's, laughs> we booked a whole tour around it in three days because we we're just like all right well i guess we're hitting the road <laughs> and within 48 hours of the show being booked we were playing it in new jersey and even if we weren't playing it, Matt was like, you can crash on my couch. We can hang out, drink some beer. Um, we made up this flip bottle game one time when it came through on tour where you, you know, like the flip bottle thing with the water bottles. But like we did it to where you pass yeah. drinks in a circle because of it. So like if you land one, that's one drink to the next person. If he lands it, it's two drinks. If the third person lands it, that's four drinks. So it just like exponentially grows. <laughs> and my God. <laughs> If you want to play a fun drinking game, go for that. Um, just hopefully you're good at flipping the bottle because I am not, and I was really drunk at the uh, end of that. And then we showed up to the show, and Johnny and I both are like, why did we drink since 11 a.m.? <laughs> like, I think Matt outdid us in our Columbia ways. So he still outdid us. So shout out to uh, Matt from uh, formerly of from the Archives and Groomers. <laughs> That was one thing I always learned that I I learned from uh, one of the OG like Iowa City bands. Uh, nope, can't even think of the name, so I'm just not even gonna butcher the name. But uh, they were always like, before you play, like you can only have like a, we only do two drinks before we play, so that way we don't get crazy. And then afterwards, it's like whatever. And then it's like we exit wasn't like Columbia Crew, but like we got to our own right at a certain point. And, like, it's hard enough keeping, like, those guys in line to try and only let them do two drinks before because, oh, my God. If we came down now, we probably would be better than what we did before. Like, that's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. The the first one, I remember the first time Exit came through. I don't know. Were you with them the first time they came through? No, I was not there for the first one. Okay, the first one. They're all like, oh, we don't drink we don't do this, we don't do that. And we're like, okay. And then Brian was like, <laughs> like I had him on my podcast and he's like, and then we came through the second time. 
And he's like, I realized that you guys could party, so I tried to party. I was like, yep. <laughs> sort of the thing that happens when you come through with, like, the Blackout crew and, you know, just all of us down there. It turns into a – it can turn into a shit show, especially a Pap Hap show. I know Tiny Cactus, we blew – one night at Pat Paps, I think I broke three microphones. <laughs> and I listened to the set. The set doesn't sound bad. It's everything in between the songs that was just terrible. Like, just me babbling drunk. Johnny just, like, trying to rile everyone up. And I was feeding off their energy. So it just turned into this rowdy mess. And we play fucking shoegaze. But, like... <laughs> I think that set, it's either that set or we played another set in Moberly where we were just too far and we all had like real shop talk outside. We're like, we can't drink this much. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> but um, anyways, that, that, I think that was kind of one of the points where I was like, okay, well maybe I could have two or three before going up and then after that, fuck it. Because, <laughs> you know, Uber exists. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, uh, oh, I do have a fan question, and I was going to mention it Ooh. earlier when we, like, we're on that topic. I have but, fans? Um, you were talking, <laughs> you, you, you might like this one, you definitely will know who it's from, obviously, but uh, you mentioned you had been playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with Brian, Yeah. And his question <laughs> is, do you think... You can beat him in Trick Attack on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Yes. I will take that <laughs> challenge and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Brian, anytime, anywhere. Let's do it out. We could do it on actual skateboards if you want. We don't even have to go to the game. Like, just play a game of skate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Damn. Although last year we did, uh, Thomas and Brian did a, a round of, fuck, it was like drunk skate or something. So it was like, it was normal skate, but just included, like, you'd have to, like, take a chug of a beer at the same time, I'm pretty sure. You know, you can turn anything into a drinking game. It's just like... it. Yeah. Whoever gets Uno gets to pass out drinks. <laughs> or something like that, you know? I think we've done that probably there, there, we have a group chat with the blackout summer guys and it was just funny because like, we all started sharing pictures and videos from back then it's like i don't remember half this shit and then it's like oh these look like three photos later of the same night and you're like oh that's why whoops <laughs> <laughs> we're all young and stupid like we're all grown now um kind of kids and stuff you know like you grow up we're all over almost 30 <laughs> or 30 i'm 31 i know johnny just turned 30 i just had a baby johnny has a baby due any day now even just had his baby his second baby um i've always had a kid yeah. which is always the funny part because everyone's like oh you have a kid too yeah i have like <laughs> my daughter she was born way before i met any of these guys so <laughs> it's all just really silly <laughs> Uh, it's a life. <laughs> yeah. So, 
what else do you have like on the docket uh for the rest of your 2020 i guess that is there anything you you're working on right now besides like the the next full length that we talked about i'm working on the full length uh trying to think i am working on a script for a holiday horror movie for next year um i think we're gonna try to shoot it in february so that'll be 2021 early um following hockey and then um i think steven and i also have a long um like a full-length movie that we're gonna work on over the summer and hopefully that'll come out pretty cool um there's a couple things i can't talk about yet that are going to be happening here very soon um that all of you will be very excited about um i'll talk I can mention it off the record, <laughs> but don't want to tease it on public <laughs> ears. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's super exciting and it's really fun to be a part of that. And then also tiny cactus tease, hint, wink. Um, <laughs> and I find things has, uh, I'm making tapes for a band or a solo artist from Quebec, Canada called trophy scar or not trophy scars <laughs> i'm so sorry oh no uh it's a band called or it's a solo artist called sports scars um it's amazing it's very spacey ambient music and i really the way they described it was it's like going on a long walk at night through the snow and when they mentioned that i was like that's exactly what i hear like audio demos is that's what i'm thinking of it's just you know you throw your headphones on and you're just kind of walking and it's cold and it's snowing and you're just kind of like pensive you know and i think it's beautiful and i'm also working on tapes for blisshead and i cannot pronounce the other band's name on the split for the life of me so i'm not even going to try but blisshead just released a split and i'm doing their tapes as well and then i'm also releasing their album which is eventually going to come out. I don't really remember now. Keegan knows. The guy from Blizzhead. Coma City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I really have on the docket right now. Other than, like, Infant. Hanging out with him. Um, hanging out with my daughter while she does school at home. Which is a totally weird thing, but it's kind of cool. So... <laughs> like teaching so it's fun to be a part of that whole thing and then hopefully we'll start playing shows again in 2021 um because after i released devil in blue i was like okay i'm gonna hit a few of these cities and like i was actually gonna hit the road again and then suddenly literally two weeks after devil in blue comes out everything shut down i was like well damn it <laughs> bad timing yeah dude you're telling me i like literally I had been I had planned out my move six months in advance. So I moved up here in April. So I planned it out like almost September of last year. And I was yeah. like, okay, like I want to move up then and whatever. And then as it got closer, like things started shutting down and I was like, oh shit. Um, and literally <laughs> like the week before I was supposed to move, like all of Minnesota kind of shut down. Like everything was either work. At, it was straight like work at home. Like, you can't go in anywhere without a mask. Like, our banks were all shut down because I work for a bank. And, like, it was only drive through only. My parents were like, are you even going to make it into the state? I'm like, well, fucking find out. Uh, yeah, I was still open. I could still get my U-Haul. So, we'll see. <laughs> I was like, still letting shit happen. So, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no. Like it, it, it was definitely very weird. Yeah. It's a strange time we live in right now. Especially with it yeah. being an election year, too. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It's chaos right now. Yeah. Uh, everyone should definitely go out and vote. This, this is a good this one to important. fully do. <laughs> this is very, yeah. very important. Get out there, vote. Um... You should vote in any election, to be honest. Uh, I know most people, or a lot of people don't think that their vote counts, but it does. It does matter. Um, make your voices heard, whether it's in the streets or in the ballot box. Just make, if you want change, this is the way to start. And don't be intimidated by people at the polls. Um, know your rights and all that stuff before you go in there. Um, yeah. Punch a Nazi. Do the right things. Yeah. Punch a Nazi. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> did you see the stickers he made? <laughs> no, I don't think I did. Go look at his Twitter after this. <laughs> A bunch of Nazi. Okay. <laughs> um, support your local venues and stuff like that. And I don't know why I jumped back to that, but yeah, help those venues out. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, it all ties in. It'll. It, if I feel like it all ties in with yeah. with the vote. If it goes the way we need it to things could hopefully progress in this whole COVID situation and get better. And hopefully we can all get through this together. I know I'm going to get on my soapbox again here, but wear your mask, keep your distance. I know it seems annoying and it seems obnoxious, but the long, the longer we res- people resist doing this stuff, the longer this is going to last, especially in our rural areas who act like this is never going to come to them. The numbers are spiking in your area. And I know people think these are exaggerated, but you and I both come from pretty rural states and we both understand how rural people are. Just know that like it can come to you and that your local governments will get overwhelmed by it. And it's harder to stop the spread in rural areas than it is in a city. Like cities, you know, can they had the infrastructure to handle it whereas smaller areas, you've got to go into the city to have some of that infrastructure. So please just be safe. Wear your mask. Keep your distance. If you feel sick, stay the fuck home. <laughs> and just everybody just kind of look out for each other. I know everyone's like, oh, but the mask doesn't help me. Well, you're helping the person next to you. So just help the person next to you. I, I just don't yeah. understand how people are just so fucking um, selfish. And sorry. Right. And it's just it's awful. Um, I work in beer sales. So I'm in grocery stores and liquor stores all the time and it's really fucking annoying to see people argue with the employees there about wearing a mask and it's like okay but the business wanted you to wear the mask i know you have rights but like everyone has the right to try to get through this and it it's just like even if it's wrong we can laugh about it at the end but just wear your mask (laughs) but it's kind of it's a crazy world out here and it's only getting crazier, and I feel like next month's going to be even fucking crazier than it's already been. So get out, vote, be careful. If you can get out an early vote, I think this is dropping soon. So get out there and early vote. Um, it always helps the polls out that way. Um, just do your part, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, because we are all a part of this world in this country in this place. So let's make it a little better. Yeah. 100%. Um, Correct. I did just crack another beer towards the end of this. So, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't killed this many in a while. This feels weird. Uh, uh, so as we wind you. down here, you've heard, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just feel you like you guys judging me internally for you, you Minnesota guys. So I'm like, I just got to keep going. Just show them I can do this. I'm at water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should have done a beer run first, man. We could be on here all night. <laughs> Rookie mistakes, man. Rookie mistakes. I did buy beer before this. I just drank it all before it got to recording. Not tonight, but like <laughs> I bought it like Wednesday. I was like, all right, this should tie me over till Friday. I had one fucking beer left when I came down here. I was like, ah, no. <laughs> and then after I did the God no with that, then the Mac decided not to turn on. And then the soundboard didn't turn on. And then the mic broke. And it's like, okay, well, I told him I'd be on at like whenever he sends the code. So let's. Come on, technology. Let's work together. <laughs> Same thing happens every time I try to record, cool. too. Um, <laughs> um, so you heard what he has to say about voting. Wear a fucking mask. Uh, where can where can we find your music? Uh, JoeBryant.bandcamp.com. Uh, iTunes, you just search Joe Bryant, no spaces <laughs> in a period at the end. Um, MySpace days, they don't, they won't ever fucking die. Uh, and then Spotify, I think it's, I think Spotify required me to put a space. Either way, you can search it either way, and it'll come up. If you search Joe Bryant with no spaces, I think you go to like one of my profile thing that's verified, and then you can go to my music from there. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Aeroplane Jetpack without a K at the end. Um, I'll have to have Michael put that in the description of the episode because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but um and that's also on Instagram. Uh for Esther and Ninth, it's Esther and Ninth at Films on Instagram, no Facebook or anything like that. Oh, the music Facebook is Facebook.com slash or dot com slash did I say dot com twice? Damn it. <laughs> Joe Bryant music. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, and then follow Tiny Cactus Band on Twitter. Cause maybe. <laughs> yeah who knows uh tease 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 uh tease content yeah buy a shirt <laughs> if you want shirts printed um you can message me on any social media i'll print up some shirts for you um bands i'm doing discounts for bands because of the times so hit me up yeah if, if if someone wants you to release their tapes or anything like that, where can they send that info? I'm fine, thanks. Rec at gmail.com. Or uh, just search I'm fine, thanks. All lowercase. There is spaces on uh, Facebook. You'll find us. Um, I'm fine, thanks. Rec on uh, Twitter. And, or no, wait. It's I'm fine, thanks. Mo on Twitter. I put Missouri at the end instead of uh, records because I was going to do it as creations instead of records now. And then if uh, you want to hit up Wes Clark, it's westclarkrecords at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely definitely hit them up if you need anything. They definitely have the the Beers of Band stamp of approval, uh, which <laughs> I haven't bought yet. I, I thought about buying a stamp with like our logo and just being like, just stamping it every once in a while for the fuck of it. <laughs> but... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can always do the hand thing you just did, um, but uh, 
Oh yeah, hit us up if you're in a band or just a project. We even work with just normal artists and things like that. If you need help with anything, um, we generally just try to help everybody out. If you've got literally anything, if you're trying to come through St. Louis and all this crazy shit's over, hit me up. I'll get you a show up at the Way Out or whatever venue's open at the time, and uh, we'll party. And then if there's Pap Pap show, we'll try to get this guy to come down and do a live podcast from the Pap Pap show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we should totally do that because that episode's gonna be fucking crazy. Just have like people like funnel through as guest like spots the entire time. Oh my god, I'm so down yeah. for it. And then you can just have like the sets play, like live stream the sets, and then just like interview everybody. We'll get Eugene Levy to come out and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as uh, Pap Pap's uh, fridge is still full of beer when I show up, like, I don't care. I'll, I'll do whatever. Pap Pap's always full of beer. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Pap Pap's Pleasure Palace is the promised land. <laughs> Steven and I are working on, or have always talked about getting our own promised land. So we'll see if that ever happens. And if it does, it's going to be insane. <laughs> We want to make a skatopia in Missouri, basically. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, minus the skating uh, and just creative space. <laughs> Safe creative space, everybody. Don't be yeah. bad. Uh, <laughs> before we take off, uh, I usually have every band or artist that I talk to try and come up with at least one or two good stories from the road. Now, I know you've been on the road quite a bit. You've mentioned some stories throughout this, but what are two, uh, can be wild stories, can be good stories, can be like stories that you always think of every time, uh, from your, your past experiences. What do you got? Oh man, I'm going to dig here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I tried to do this to Brian and Thomas whenever I did that one episode of my podcast and they both just gave me the greatest answers. Um, but Oh man, Tennessee, Tennessee. The first time through Tennessee with blackout, I think it's probably one that sticks with me because we were all in this like blue van. It had to be from the seventies or the eighties, and there was like eight of us crammed in there, and it broke down in the middle of a rainstorm. You know, things were just like defeated at that point, and we got to this hotel or little motel on the side of the road, and uh. Apparently it was right down the street from where uh, Lollapalooza, not Lollapalooza, what is the fucking one down there? Some festival, one of the big ones. I feel like an idiot. Boogaloo? No. I give up. Uh, But one of those big festivals, kind of like a Lollapalooza or something like that. God, it's going to kill me until I figure it out. Bonnaroo. How did I not think of Bonnaroo? Bonnaroo is like right up the road from there. But anyways, we got we broke down and we were in this hotel and Jesus Christ, all we did was drink and it ended up being this like hilarious thing where we were playing our stuff in the parking lot of the hotel because you know we we, we set out to play music with this bluegrass band that's also in the motel with us. So we're out in the parking lot. And everybody comes out of their rooms and is, like, hanging out with us while we're playing, like, Blackouts Pop Punk, My Folk Punk, and, like, Bluegrass. And it was probably one of the coolest, 
like one of the earliest tour experiences with like my adult life touring and it was just so like cathartic because it was just like we came here to play music we're playing music and then Tyler got kicked out of the band and it was hilarious because you can't kick someone out when you're all stranded in fucking Tennessee but anyways <laughs> that's a different story <laughs> but yeah it was one of the coolest ones probably the craziest one I'm trying to think of a good one. Honestly, we'll go with a cool one, I guess. Um, we were my last tour I was on. Do I want to do the one where they told us that we might fall through the floor, or do I want to go with the one <laughs> where we just magically had a show? I'm gonna go with magically had a show because I think I've told that one on stage too many the other one too many times on stage. <laughs> um. <laughs> So you have to come to a show to hear the anarchist commune one. <laughs> Anyways, we're uh, we were supposed to have a show at Murder House, calling you guys out on that one, and the person we booked through, which Murder House is in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Tennessee and me, and Tennessee and all of Black House Summer do not get along. <laughs> There's always some sort of fucking failure in Tennessee which is why in like three songs I mentioned Tennessee, you think it's about a girl or like some weird relationship with someone. No, it's that state and me have a problem. Same with Illinois. <laughs> but uh, so we're like spending all day and then we just, I just, we basically all just say, fuck it. Like we're just going to hang out in Nashville and just hang out and see what we can come up with. And I was at the skate park with uh their drummer from the archives is who I was on tour with and their drummer was riding with me and uh, he he's sleeping in my passenger seat because he's just like exhausted of course and he comes up to the thing is like hey they're going to be here in a minute and I was like okay cool like I don't know why you're telling me and then Matt's like hey I got us a show um, it's at this tiny little bar downtown Nashville and I was like oh shit like we're playing in Nashville like I've never played in Nashville I played in Memphis and I've played in Murfreesboro you know like I've never played in like the actual town that Tennessee that actually matters in Tennessee sorry Knoxville <laughs> but uh <laughs> so we start playing the set and then we play our sets and all that it was fun the ceiling was leaking because it just snowed and apparently this bar it reminded me of the way out club which feels with the way out clubs the venue in St. Louis it's always felt like home to me. It's where our homecoming show was for that tour. But as we're unloading, like, they played first, I played second. And as we're unloading, like, moving our stuff back out, the entire PBR sales team comes in. Just And they're like, hey, where are you guys going? Why is the band leaving? What's going on? <laughs> so we got to network with, like, all these PBR sales reps that are, like, regional sales reps from all over the country. And God, could they get us drunk. And then drove through. <laughs> then we like sat in the parking lot of this bar, and we're like, we don't even want to stay here. We were supposed to stay in Rock Island tonight because we were going to play up there with you guys or uh, exit the next night. And so we slept in an ice storm in Tennessee, but still had probably the weirdest show experience, but like the coolest like meeting people experience I've ever had. It's like I never felt more corporate <laughs> than getting drunk with the PBR like crew. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are two pretty lame awesome. ones but those are like off the top of my head I did play a, a venue after I forgot what the name of the band is uh, they light all their shit on fire but I was playing some venue in Ohio and they had played the night before and all the shit like the stage is charred the windows were charred 
the road outside was charred. And I get done playing the set, and I walk over to the bartender, and I'm just like, do you guys have a fire? He's like, oh, yeah, we had such and such play here last night, and they lit literally everything on fire. I was like, this sounds dope. And then he showed me a fit video on his phone. I was like, I need to see this live. And I still haven't seen them live, but I really want to. I can't pronounce the name of their band, but it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, apparently, they played the Way Out Club, and Bob won't let them back in because there's three rules at the Way Out Club. No, uh, no TVs, no bombs, and no fire. Those are the only three rules. And those are stories that Bob has to tell on my podcast, so I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> uh, eventually, I'll, eventually, I'll get back to doing the podcast. It's just, you know, COVID times, and I was planning on to travel and see people and do it face-to-face. Didn't think of Zoom yep. at the time. I'm old. I like the face-to-face. Dude, like, so back when I was living in – yeah, we're going to keep this going, people. Uh, I thought – you all think we were th- almost done. We're almost done. Bonus time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but like back when I was living in Iowa and, and like me and Brian had this whole idea, I was like, no, yeah, like I'll go to the bands and record these. So like a lot of the early episodes, I've done that where I would go to the bands and then once Corona hit, I was like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, how do I keep this going? Like, this is how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did. I think I just didn't have enough time, and I thought I did with the podcast. Um, I do plan on bringing it back and maybe doing like an episode every once in a while, like not any weekly thing. So sorry if you try to subscribe and you're like, where the hell is this podcast? Oh shit, they released an episode. It'll probably be like that. <laughs> you know, like, that oh, dude, that's exactly how that. we are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Beers with Michael's not bad. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. I just, I, I mainly started that because I was going like, it was almost like a two month span. And I didn't have a single episode with the band and I was like, I need to fucking do something to stay relevant. So I started doing those and then I somehow managed to have like the next. So I, when I have a band and I release episodes, like if I ideal world, it would be like every two weeks. So like I have pretty much the end of the month, end of the year, almost figured out Sweet. somehow. But I also went like three and a half months without having anything and just being like, we're still alive. Like, everyone's stir crazy. <laughs> yeah. Also, your comments on such gold, accurate. Oh, dude, thank you. That is literally <laughs> one of my favorite bands in the entire world. Also, you, me, and everyone, you, me, and everyone we know, also probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Like, yep. Dude, you one can, has a voice yeah. and two. Well, that I forgot what the name of the EP is, but it is probably one of my favorites. Uh, it was I think last week. No one's gonna give a shit about this part, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> last week Brian messaged me and he's like, "Oh, Ben from you, me, and everyone know is doing a full talk through like dirt like for the their full length that they did the first full length, and he did it on oh. Instagram live." Uh, I think oh, he ended up shit. saving them and like posting them on like the on the Instagram, yeah. and they're like hour long episodes. Like it's it was crazy because he just talks about like what was going on at that actual time while r- through the writing process and like how everything came together. That's fucking awesome. I wish I was that cool. <laughs> no, I I couldn't do it. I would just be like, oh, this sounds awful. My mixing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess I was going for low Python. Yeah, just say, uh, oops. You see, I mispronounced that word right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be bad. It would just be me nitpicking it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't go back and listen to any of the, the original episodes. There, there's, there's like three unreleased episodes that me and Brian did as our like our test runs. That yeah. were at the time I we always thought like oh this is pretty decent and I try to go back and listen to one to like try and edit it to like release it during like a stint of like no things yeah oh it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no one will ever hear those you watch you'll release them in like three years when the podcast takes off be like unreleased episodes <laughs> episode one hundred. <laughs> We'll release another unreleased one in episode <laughs> 200. Yeah, come on. Let's get us there. Uh, do, do what Time Suck does. Every time he uh, hits 100, he does like... He did the first one, I think, was drunk. And the last, this 200 episode that he had this earlier this year, he did it on shrooms. So, <laughs> Wait, who was that? Uh, Time Suck, Dan Cummins. Okay. Um, great podcast. Uh if everyone wants to check it out, I listen to it quite frequently. He's not paying me to say this, and I don't know him personally, but Dan, you're awesome. <laughs> uh, they still don't pay me to say this, but Paps Blue Ribbon can't go wrong with a cold, frothy PBR. See, I was trying to plug Boulevard in my last one. <laughs> you could probably get Paps. I stock Paps every day. I mean, that's one of the beers I sell. So <laughs> Yeah, people keep telling me just to email them, and I'm just like, oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. Like, that is a lot of work. Yeah. People have told me the same thing about endorsements. It's like, but no, because that takes time. Yeah. My, I think my other thing is going to be um, once I run out of stickers, then maybe I'll do it because I use a blue ribbon as my logo as well. Uh, <laughs> whoops. It's funny that their thing's still a blue ribbon considering it's been like, what, 1904? Fair? No. Which World Fair was it that they beat Budweiser, and that's where the blue ribbon comes from? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long fucking time. Yeah. And like, they've they almost beat... gone out of business, like, f- three or four times since then. No, yeah, yeah, and it's just, you know what? I love PBR more than I like any other mainstream beer. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but, like, Miller Lite's garbage, Budweiser's garbage, Fuck Team High Life. I know you were there for a High Life PBR night. Um, oh, yeah. I think. Team High Life won because I couldn't show up. <laughs> I was there for one of because you guys did that multiple times, didn't you? Yeah. And then yeah. we did one. We tried to do it on that tiny cactus show I was telling you about. But uh, with age comes uh, less resiliency to alcohol <laughs> and also... I really like to sleep now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, more of the story is go buy go buy a case of PBR, people. Yeah, keep uh, them open. Keep their doors open. Yeah, let them know Michael they, sent you. Yeah, they spend uh they spend a lot of money on the music industry, so go help them out. Yeah, they <laughs> they actually do give a shit about artists. Uh, if you've seen some of their cans throughout the year, they have like different artists design different cans, so they're pretty fucking tight. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you're, you're tired of us talking about fucking PBR and bullshit stories. So we'll, we'll buy we'll local beer. Yeah. Buy local beer. Oh yeah. Your buy local buy your local now. beer. Uh, that's what I'm stoked. I, I go home. I'll be 
going back to Iowa City in like a, a month now, and I'm stoked to just hit up the local spots and just grab shit to go. Not to hang Hell out, yeah. but to go. Uh, to go. COVID. Roadie sodies. Yeah, exactly. Put on the mom's roadie sodies and just go. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. We hit, we hit the record labels. We hit your film career. We hit your solo career. We talked some. We hinted at some tiny cactus. Hint hint. Tease tease. Um, we know where to find everything for it. Um, yeah. Actually, one thing we've talked about it. <laughs> we talked over it. Your podcast. When it comes back, where can people listen to current episodes? What is it? It's podcast of talking it's basically the same concept as this one because i remember i said that or i was telling brian about it and he's like oh yeah michael's trying to do that i was like fuck <laughs> i thought i had an original idea we're just gonna get beers and have a conversation you know what i mean and uh yeah so it's kind of the same concept as this it's a little i don't know how to explain it it's i think i tried to i want to try to go for more of the angle of i want to hear stories about like the road and like advice for other bands and stuff like that i guess it's just more of a it's the same concept we more refined no i get podcast. it i get it you're talking shit i get it just kidding <laughs> yeah we're essentially the same podcast <laughs> at the end of the day but yeah it's called i'm fine thanks podcast it is on it's through anchor so you can go there or you can go anywhere and get it so shout like, out anchor anchor shout out not paying us to say this well technically they're 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 paying me a little bit. That's true. Get that get that penny a stream, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's more than they pay musicians, so <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. Uh but yeah, so you know where to check out his his podcast now. Go listen to it, get caught up, be ready for the next installment. Listen to that one episode with me, Brian, and Thomas, and we have to break it in the middle to go pick up Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a good podcast so we talk wrestling on it Brian and I progressively start to get a little bit tipsy throughout it it's fun oh, <laughs> those those unreleased episodes that's literally all it was, was we would show up at I would show up at, at Brian's parents house with like so PBR doesn't make like a 40 they make like the 32 ounce cans yeah, so I'd yeah. show up with like two of those and he'd have like I don't know how many bush lights and then we would just sit there and progressively just keep bullshitting about dumb stuff and then just get really <laughs> tanked and then be like yeah there might be something there who knows <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> um trying to think also people brian brian is from eugene levy and exit emergency he's a good guy go check out his bands um i was gonna plug bands but i can't think of any off the top of my head sorry everybody um check out p.s you're dead they're a great screamo band out of uh buffalo um fleeting weeks Eventually, we'll release stuff, I think. So, Johnny, here's your thing. Uh, check out Janice.click. It is a website. So just Janice.click instead of .com, and you'll go there. Check out Pigman. Uh, I think it's some other bands that I really wanted to shout out. Sports Scars, of course. I'm doing their EP and or album, and it is great. Um, it will be out December 23rd, I think is the date we're shooting for on that one. Um, check out Blisshead. Um, I guess Groomers is dead. So check out PS118. They're out of New Jersey. Great emo, twinkle emo shit. That's just great. 
and uh, took out Lotus Kid from Pittsburgh. And I guess Eugene Levy, because Eugene Levy's tight. Definitely go check them out. But not because of Brian Martinez. Fuck that guy. Not not because of Brian Martinez. The other Brian's cool, though. (laughs) He's the one one that's keeping it together. Yeah. But, you know, they had to steal someone from St. Louis to be in that band to make it that good. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because Cam's originally from St. Louis, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) So. No, yeah, and um, yeah, I guess just support your local music scene. Support music. Um, if you're going to buy music, don't buy it on iTunes or on like, go buy it on Bandcamp. Go buy it from the actual musician. Pay for yeah. Patreons. Um, support art. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be profound. I was trying to be profound, but I guess just support <laughs> art. <laughs> oh, shout out to Bo Diamond too. I almost forgot him. Love Bo Diamond. Go check out their stuff, his stuff, and hopefully our vinyl gets here and you can come buy it off of our van camps. <laughs> and I'll send you some random trinket from touring. I've been doing that for the last year. I'm just like, yeah, here's a broken mic. Send it to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, there's this uh, person named Paige. She's bought literally almost every one of my releases and like every piece of merch. So she, uh, when I made the I'm Fine Things shirts, I was like, I'm going to do something funny. And I had this broken mic from Tiny Cactus. So I just like shoved it in with the shirt and just mailed the shirt and the mic. <laughs> Which is pretty, I don't know, as a person like who loves buying like weird merch stuff, like that was funny. Like, <laughs> like I was just like, this will be funny because then she's got the this broken mic too that just says, this is my mic. Um, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. Uh so- so now it's my mission. Anytime I sell a physical copy, I'm sending something from my plethora of stuff, except for my pop collections behind me. <laughs> you might even get that painting that's on the wall back there. <laughs> uh, but yes, like you said, uh, buy directly from the bands as much as you can. Get as close to the source as you can, because a lot of these places are taking a good chunk. Um, so definitely go as close to the source as you can. If you or someone you know should be on an episode, please reach out. Uh, we got the Facebook. We got the Gmail, which is on the Facebook. Um, the Facebook. The Facebook. You know, I don't know why I keep saying it that way, but I'm just going to keep rolling with it. You're good. Every time. Uh, uh, if you're looking for Beers with Band stickers or shirts, we do have those on the Bandcamp. Uh, or just fucking message me. I don't know. Like... I have a whole box of shirts. Everyone wanted shirts, and I got now I got a whole box of shirts. Send me a shirt. I'll send you a fine thanks shirt. Oh hell yeah, dude! We'll <laughs> work on that. We'll work on that. Um, what else? Uh, keep your local scene alive. Wear a mask. Go vote. Thank you, Joe, for stopping by. Thank you for being on this. Hey, no worries. Anytime. For people that are scared to like hit me up, Joe hit me up to be on this because he was like, yo. I want to be I'll on. An, I want to be on an episode. So like, don't be scared, because I'll literally hundred percent say, yeah, no problem. I got nothing else going on. Let's fucking do this, and we'll have a good time. No, yeah. So, well, I mean, I heard your uh, beers with Michael episode, and you were like, well, I haven't had a band on in a while. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm doing this. I don't know what I have going on that I can talk about, but we can do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the plus side to doing more episodes with bands is y- you hear less of beers with Michael. Uh, so if you don't like those episodes, fucking hit me up and then we'll do an episode 
and there then you, you don't have to listen to one of those. So, because <laughs> I also don't know who I'm going to do for episode three. We'll figure it out. Wait, am I episode two? Oh, episode three of Michael. Yeah, of the Beers with Michael series. You're going to do Joe Bryan's latest album. Just kidding. <laughs> 100% 100% uh, but but thank you again Joe for, for wanting to be on this it truly means a lot uh, it's nice to reconnect and see what you're doing uh, since it's been quite a while since I've seen you in person so About thank you, you again <laughs> uh, before we take off do you have any last words for the viewers go vote be safe be good to each other oh and keep creating for all you creative types and anyone who doesn't create just get out there and make something do something that you love to do don't let anything get in the way of that ever yeah there you have it uh that's it for this episode check it out on the next one uh i got some good ones coming up here pretty soon so be ready all right see you I have this tattoo To remind me that you're dead And you had a tattoo To replace the nightmares in your head And I can't say that I even really can't miss you Until I got part of the same path of abuse But I still grow Terrorize your head and have a tattoo to remind.
I had a tattoo, I had a tattoo, I had a tattoo. Does your hair still grow? Does your mother know? Does your